welcome to a Friday afternoon edition of the Toddcast. Uh, got a little, got out of work a little bit early today, um, so get to get to cruise around and do some stuff. Got a, uh, a game night planned with the boys. Gonna try out Gloomhaven. Um, so pretty pretty pumped uh, about the evening. Um, and thought I, on my way to the, uh, the game store to kill some time before I go over to my buddy's house, um, I might as well just go ahead and record a Toddcast, because, hey, why not? Um, with the game theme of the evening, uh, I figured I'd stick with that, uh, for today's cast, and talk a little bit about something, uh, a game that is near and dear to my heart, uh, called War Machine and or Hordes. Um, War Machine is a miniatures war game um, produced by Privateer Press. Uh, Hordes is also a miniatures war game uh, produced by Privateer Press. Uh, and while the two have slightly different themes, uh, they're both completely compatible with each other. Uh, you can play both games simultaneously, uh, as I will sort of describe in a bit here. Uh, and oftentimes it's just referred to as War Mahords because you, you, you can play it all together. Um, I have been playing uh, the game in one version or another um, almost since the game launched in the early 2000s. Uh, once again, I'm driving, so I can't really fact check myself and give you an exact date. Um, also, I guess I'm not real sure how much you're likely to care about the specificity on that, so we'll just, we'll just log. Early 2000s, um, they released the first edition, uh, with War Machine. Uh, War Machine, as I said, it's a miniatures war game. Uh, thematically, um, it's sort of a fantasy steampunk sort of, uh, sort of mashup, um, as far as the, the game world and the, the models are, are concerned. Um, the, the basic premise is that, uh, you know, you build, you know, a force, you, you make an army, um, that consists of, uh, you know, several different kinds of models. Um, the key person is your warcaster, uh, which is a model that is basically a war wizard, um, who runs around in sort of steam-powered magical armor, uh, and can cast spells, um, and gives, you know, benefits to the rest of your, rest of your army. Uh, and their, one of the key things in their toolbox is their ability to command warjacks, which are essentially steam-powered robots controlled by magic, uh, that you can, you know, conduct your wars with. You, you send them in to go, you know, beat the crud out of other uh, magic robots, uh, or, you know, beat, shoot down or beat down, uh, you know, units and of infantry or cavalry or what have you. Um, I, like I said, I, I enjoy it, uh, quite a bit. Um, the game is currently in, um, what is essentially its, its third edition. Um, they've, they, you know, over the years, they've, uh, streamlined the rules, made things, uh, easier to play, um, made it a, it's a fun, 
uh, sort of friendly game, but it can also be played competitively. Uh, there are tournaments uh, at regular intervals. There are you know, championships and so forth. Um, and then uh, after War Machine was out for a few years, uh, they released Hordes, which, as I said, is sort of a, a sister game uh, to War Machine. The you know the basic premise is the same. You have your your one main sort of general. Uh, in this case, instead of being a warcaster, it's a warlock uh, who again you know can cast spells and give benefits to the rest of your your army. Uh, but instead of controlling um, warjacks, the the big uh, magic robots. Uh, they they control war beasts. Uh, hordes is a more sort of primal, natural sort of a thing. So instead of having you know a giant robot, you've got you know giant wolves or giant trolls um, that go and you know pound face for you, um, which is which is good stuff. Uh, and like I said, the rule set is such that you can you know build a war machine army and your opponent can have a hordes army and you can play against each other. Uh, you can sort of mix and match uh, all that you like. Um, I, like I said, I played back in the day um, in Florida. Um, the, whole, the whole family sort of played. Each of us took a faction um, and played for a while there. Uh, when I left Florida, I did not bring any of my models with me. Um, uh, the models are sort of the key thing. They're the pieces you play with. They're, there's a, definitely an investment there in, uh, in money to buy the models, but also, you know, time to, um, you know, assemble the models, paint them, um, and that sort of a thing. So, you know, basically losing my army, you know, kind of put me behind the curve. And wasn't real keen to, to reinvest uh, at that point. Um, but shortly after I got to Columbus, um, a buddy of mine uh, had some kind of an extra army uh, that he wasn't real concerned uh, with playing anymore, so I, I got those off of him for cheap uh, and started playing again um, for a little while, and then uh, life got hectic. Uh, the folks who were playing had a bunch of stuff going on, and it, it sort of fizzled out, um, and say probably three years ago uh, at the Origins um, game convention that they have every year here in Columbus. Um, the family and I were walking around the, uh, you know, the, the dealer room, the, the, uh, the sales floor, uh, and they, one of the vendors had um, battle boxes for super cheap. Um, and a battle box is sort of the starter set uh, for whatever faction it is you're going to play. Uh, it's got it's got a warcaster, and then two or three uh, either jacks or beasts. Um, and basically, you can buy this box, put them together, and just sit down and play with you know with just the contents of that box. Uh, odds are, if you're into it, you're going to end up you know buying more models to expand uh, expand your forces and build bigger armies and have bigger games. Uh, give you more options when you're making those armies. Um, but at Origins, they had these battle boxes, I want to say for like 10 bucks each. Uh, and the battle boxes typically are like 30 40 dollars. Um, and so they had the battle box for Circle Orberos, which is a Horde's faction. Um, that is sort of 
druid based. Uh, all the warcasters are, are druids. Uh, all the beasts are woodland creatures. So you know, wolves and, and werewolf-like things. Um, satyrs, um, griffins. You know that that sort of a thing. Uh, and that faction also has uh, a variety of beasts uh, that they call wolves, which are basically sort of um, stone statue guys that are, you know, magically brought to life um, that are just really, really awesome-looking models. Um, I really like the aesthetic uh, of the, the, the stone guys. They've got, you know, runes carved in them um, that you can paint up to, to look like they're, you know, glowing with mystical energy. Um, but there was a, you know, the circle, um, set there, um, that, uh, I got for super cheap. Um, they also had the, the starter box for Trollbloods, which is probably what you would think, uh, the whole faction are, are, you know, trolls of one sort or another, uh, which again, were pretty cool looking models. Um, and they were so cheap, I just couldn't pass it by, um. I really wasn't looking to play the game. I had kind of gotten out of the habit of painting minis, uh, which is something that I've enjoyed for quite a long time. But again, when I left Florida, I kind of left that behind and kind of took a, took a break. Uh, and those boxes sat in my basement for probably a year <laughs> until I decided, you know what, I feel like painting minis again. Uh, and broke them out and put them together uh, and painted them up. And at that point, I was kind of bitten by the bug so to speak, uh, and started, you know, acquiring more models and painting those models, um, and eventually, uh, found a group of guys, um, at the local game store, uh, that plays War Machine Hordes on a regular basis, uh, get together on Tuesday nights at the game store, and, you know, have, have good times, um, and, say right around the end of October, um, this past October, I kind of took a break from playing. Um, I knew that I had, um, well, a bunch of stuff was about to happen. Uh, NaNoWriMo was coming up, and I knew I wanted to spend my free time trying to write, write my book. Um, the holidays are coming, were coming up, you know, Thanksgiving, um, there's normally a week plus where Abby and I go to Mexico, where I knew I wouldn't be playing. Uh, and then December, um, in terms of free time to go play, you know, kind of become a crapshoot slash hot mess. <laughs> um, with the holidays and, you know, the girls being off and it being, you know, from a work perspective, it being, you know, the end of the year, end of quarter, end of month sort of stuff. So I knew I was going to take a break. Um, but uh, the gang that I play with um, are starting a, a new league uh, coming up here little less than a week now, if I think about it. Um, so, Privateer Press, uh, the makers of the game, um, promote a, what's called a journeyman league. Um, it's nice, uh, sort of organized play. Um, it's particularly nice because it's, it's geared towards new players, um, or people who are wanting to start and, and learn a new faction. Uh, and so you start with one of those battle boxes, just a, a small number of models, um, and you, you know, you play a week or two with those, and then the following week you get, you know, more points, uh, to build your army, 
and it's sort of a slow expansion uh, of your force, uh, which lets you kind of, you know, for the new folks, lets you sort of ease your way into learning the game. Uh, like I said, if you're you know, an experienced player and you're just looking to change factions, um, you know, each of the factions has its own sort of play style and sort of, uh, you know, rules that go with that faction. Uh, so switching to a new faction is a bit of a learning curve. Um, and again, it gives the players, you know, sort of a, the ability to sort of, you know, ease into that rather than just jumping directly into, you know, tournament level 75 point lists, uh, you know, with a bunch of models you've never played with before. Um, cause if you do that, you kind of tend to run into the situation to where you're going to lose every game uh, until you, you know, kind of get your footing, kind of figure out what it is you're doing and how your models work and how to best use them and stuff. Uh, so the Journeyman League is really, really nice um, to kind of learn on, so to speak. Um, so that's coming up here soon. So um, when I played, you know, Hordes previously, I like I said, I, I was playing Circle Orboros, the Druid folk. Um, this go-around, I've got a whole mess of... Uh, models from the Signar faction, uh, which is a, a war machine faction that is, um, sort of classic fantasy, you know, sort of soldiers and armor, uh, and swords and, and whatnot. Um, their, their sort of shtick is that a lot of their, uh, war jacks and magic spells and so forth uh, center around electricity. They'll, you know, call down lightning, uh, to zap your enemies. Um, and a lot of, you know, electrical effects, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, they are actually the faction I started playing with back in, you know, the first edition, you know, back in the early 2000s. Um, so it's going to be nice to play with them, um, see how the new rules treat them, um, and just sort of switch it up from what I'm used to playing. With circle. So, um, I just got from the office to the game store, and I'm going to go in there because they've got a huge sale on models, and I'm a sucker for that. So, I'm going to pause this guy, uh, and I will be back with you fine folk in just a moment. All right, uh, a few minutes and more money later than I care to own up to on a uh, publicly recorded podcast. Uh, I am back uh, from the game store. Uh, I've made some new acquisitions that I'm pretty happy about. Um, right on. Um, while I was in there, I guess it occurred to me that, um, if, uh, you, the listeners are interested in, uh, getting some more information, um, about War Machine and Hordes, uh, specifically, uh, the, the factions that I keep referring to, um, there, there are well, several excellent sources uh, for you to get that information. Um, not least of which is I've got a couple of uh, blog posts. Um, if you go to mygamecloset.wordpress.com um, and look in the, the war games section, uh, there's a whole write-up about War Machine uh, and a whole other one about Hordes. Uh, it talks about those factions. Um, I don't know that I would be able to do them justice just rattling off miscellaneous tidbits off the top of my head, so I'm not going to bother. Uh, <laughs> if you're interested, you can go there, or frankly, you can search the internet. There are plenty of places that can tell you all sorts of stuff. Obviously, I'm going to plug my own, because uh, it's a it's a pretty um, 
it's a pretty concise summary of all of them, um, especially if you're not already familiar with the game. Um, can be a good resource for you there. Um, I guess, uh, you know, I'm now sitting in my car with an awkward amount of time uh, before I'm supposed to be at Dude's house uh, to play, so I figured I'm just going to go ahead and keep recording. What the heck? Um, one of the things that I like uh, about Wormahorns, uh, well, there are several things I like. I, uh, I really enjoy the models uh, themselves, the actual miniatures. Uh, they've got... Uh, incredible detail. Uh, they're, they're, they're really good uh, sort of craftsmanship on the models themselves. Um, I like the aesthetic. Um, generally speaking, I've never been a super huge fan of steampunk in general. Uh, but Privateer Press does a good job um, with their particular flavor of steampunk. Um, it's It's... It's less just random gears and goggles for no good reason to call it steampunk. Uh, it's much more sort of gritty and, you know, in so much as you can consider, you know, a fantasy game realistic, realistic uh, sort of depiction of that sort of genre. Um, I really enjoy the gameplay. Uh, the rules for the game are such that uh, it... You know, the rule set is such that it's pretty straightforward to learn how to play sort of the basics uh, of the game. You know, how you move your models, how you make attacks, how damage is dealt, uh, and so forth. But there is sort of a depth to the rule set that allows for uh, a lot of strategy and, you know, interactions between the models that give it uh, more depth than a, you know, than a much more basic game uh, would would allow for. Uh, and I guess part of that sort of keys into the, the next thing that I like um, about War Mahords, and that is that, uh, you know, each model or, or unit uh, sort of has, you know, all of their stats on a on a card uh, that you can reference. Uh, and each, each model has sort of its own special rules to it. Um, you know, all the models have, you know, common stats, uh, you know, how much damage they can take, how hard they are to hit, uh, you know, how, how, you know, well they, you know, can attack in melee or, or at range. Um, but all of them also have some, some small rule or something that makes that unit special, um, which adds another level to the game. And one of the neat things is, is depending on what models you have, and how you construct your forces, um, those rules can kind of, you know, work together, uh, and I'm going to use the dreaded word synergy here, uh, but you can put together some pretty interesting combinations uh, depending on what models you put together, um, so that, you know, all of them put together uh, end up being more powerful than, you know, each one of them would be on its own. Um, which again adds adds a, a depth of play uh, that's uh, that's pretty exciting and, and makes it fun and makes it so that you know even if you're sitting down playing you know this the same person the same opponent uh, and you know they're playing the same faction they played last time uh, with a couple of you know switches to to their their roster 
uh, it can be a completely different game. Um, and that's to me is pretty exciting and, and pretty fun. Um, there, like I said, there there is a uh, there's definitely an organized play element uh, available in that community, uh, where there are you know tournaments, there you know sanctioned tournaments, uh, you know at the local level, state level, you know there are nationals that you know the game is international. You can you can you know go go all over the world and play and. It, it can be pretty, uh, pretty stiff competition at the higher levels. It's 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 pretty interesting to see. Um, I know that if you're the type of person who enjoys, you know, watching things on on YouTube or Twitch, um, there's there's plenty out there uh, for you to enjoy. Um, but they also, as a company, you know, also promote uh, more friendly, less competitive. Uh, sort of narrative events uh, where, you know, yes, you're playing a war game, but it, it kind of also tells a story. Um, in most games, it's not, you know, the premise of the game is, yes, there are two of you going to war and the objective is to, you know, wipe out your opponent. Uh, but in most cases, there are scenarios you can play where there are, you know, objectives to be met, um, you know, there, there are zones to control, uh, there is sort of a, you know, some, some, some storytelling to it. Um, and a lot of their narrative events sort of ramp that up, uh, to where, you know, instead of just two armies randomly, you know, meeting on a patch of ground and, you know, trying to kill each other, there, there's, there's some story there. There's, you know, something that each side is trying to, to achieve, uh, you know, and the, the scenarios that you're playing sort of reflect that, uh, you know, you, you might need to, you know, get to a certain area and, and, you know, sort of capture a flag or, or, you know, obtain this thing and then, you know, run it back to your side of the table sort of a thing. Um, it keeps it pretty interesting, make, makes it makes it sort of fun. Um, that's the sort of gaming that I enjoy more so than the, you know, the hyper-competitive tournament scene. Uh, I've been to a few tournaments, and tournaments are fun. It's, it's good to play against people that you don't normally play against. Uh, it's good for, you know, to have some sort of stakes to the game other than just, you know, getting together and, and, and playing and having fun. Um, but I really enjoy, you know, uh, a more casual, more narrative sort of, sort of gaming as opposed to constantly being in sort of competition mode. Um, and, and this game offers that. Um, so, um, if you, you know, ever get a chance to try it out, I, I highly encourage that you do. Um, check at your local game store. Um, see if there's, you know, a group that, that meets. Um, most of the, the players that I've encountered are super friendly folks uh, who are happy to teach new people. Um, frankly, a lot of the people, you know, have, you know, the army that they play with, but often have, you know, a lot of extra models. I mean, me personally, I've got um, enough models for Circle Orboros probably to field two different armies <laughs> if I wanted to. Uh, I've got enough Signar models to, to probably field, you know, two or three armies there. I also have a, a bunch of Mercenaries, which is what I played. Uh, that's the group I got from my buddy when I first got back to Columbus. Um, so, you know, Hey, if you're ever in Columbus and want to play, let me know. Uh, we can get together. I've got extra models. You don't even have to pay anything, uh, you know, or buy anything. I can, you know, we can sit and I can teach you and throw down. Um, 
and like I said, most folks that I've encountered in the community who play uh, kind of have a similar outlook um, to where they're just, just happy to, you know, show off the game to other people, uh, bring other folks sort of into it, and, you know, have, have more people to play, you know, more people to play with, you know, the more the merrier uh, is generally the, the outlook. Uh, like I said, it's one of the thing. One of the other things I really like about the game is that it does have, uh, you know, a relatively low cost uh, for buy-in. You you can you know spend thirty forty dollars on a on a you know starter box uh, and play immediately um, to see if you like it, to see if you like that faction, uh, and if you do, you're probably going to want to get more models and. and you know, grow your force and, and get more options, but you don't necessarily have to. Um, and I'm, you know, because I've played other war games, um, you know, a lot of other war games, you have to buy, you know, a whole army and, you know, spend what can be hundreds of dollars up front to get the models and then assemble them. Uh, and then if you want to, to paint them all, like that's a lot of energy to put in just to, to play a game that, that frankly you may or may not enjoy. Um, War Machine gives you a good, a good sort of low point of entry to see, you know, what you think about it before you start, you know, dropping all sorts of cash and time and energy into it. Um, and I, I, I can really appreciate that. Um, especially for new players, you know, as, as a guy, you know, when I first started, it was nice to be able to just, you know, start small, uh, learn the game, find out what I liked and didn't like in terms of, you know, what the models did and what their roles were and, you know, sort of find my play style uh, before I started, you know, dropping a bunch of time and energy and money into it. Um, so, I think that's probably about all I'm going to say about it at this point. Uh, like I said, if you want to, um, there's all kinds of information on the internet. Of course, I'm going to plug my own site. Um, as a, as a place to get some, some quick, uh, basic information there. Uh, again, that's, uh, you know, mygamecloset.wordpress.com. Um, I, I hope that you found this, uh, informative and enjoyable. Uh, and until the next time, I hope you have a good one. And that's it.